2: Ricky Carmichael Kevin Schwantz. This is Josh Timoth This is Kelly Smith
1: This is Travis Latroy This is Jeremy McGrath And now, Pit Pass Radio Hello again everybody, it is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly as we continue, Scott Casper with you, Tony Wank, Roman Avila in studio, PJ Duran with the week off, uh, Ed camp along the way, I want to thank Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson for their contributions and yes i am standing upright. chris appreciate the thought and uh, the question jack and d de- and uh leanne de Leon are producing our program let's go to headline news with uh, roman avila
0: roman well it's not it, it is pretty headline and i guess if you follow you know international motocross or mxgp um big story is uh hurling's going one one but on the last lap pass to, with him in they kind of get together and Kyroli goes down.
1: Kyroli went down in a big way. Yeah, I saw that.
0: And and uh, it puts a lot of gets a lot of the what Tony likes to call the internet heroes talking <laughs> a about a lot of experts out there. Oh, you know, <laughs> a lot of experts. And it
3: you read about four or five of the comments yeah, and then it's, you're just like,
0: okay, that's just <laughs> terrible. But, you know, racing's racing. Did hurling's intend to take him out? No. Yes. Well, I don't. I think I don't, it's. A, I don't know. I think said. it's a racing incident, and I think Chiroli could have saved himself and just backed off a little bit, but because Hurlings was definitely faster. Guys,
3: I think we witnessed something this weekend, something very, very special. What was it that we don't see in the sport or any Enough. sport really? Is uh, two brothers at the very top
1: level well, we're in gonna, their class? We're going to talk just, about that. That's a, the whole entire second hour is designed to talk about brothers in racing, Tony.
3: I don't have a brother, Scott.
1: I know, and I'm so sad I'm g- about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't either, unfortunately. <laughs> I actually do, and I don't talk to him. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to Daniel Blair from Fox Sports about being a brother and being competitive. But we're going to start the hour, and rightfully so, with two guys, Tony, that you know very well.
3: Yeah, I'm real proud of both of them. A couple of Minnesota natives. They, they grew up right down the road from us and and uh, have actually spent a little time with Alex. 10 years ago i can't even believe it but i know right alex martin and jeremy martin join us now jack if you bring them both up welcome guys to the show and and congratulations over the weekend what a what a neat thing to watch and experience for us as fans yeah yeah Yeah. thanks
1: Tony. thanks for
2: having
1: us on now is this is this let's let's decide who's who Uh, alex say hello What's up, guys? Hello. Okay. <laughs> Big Al. Alex is the one
3: that sounds more like his mom. Big Al. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Jeremy,
1: Jeremy, say hello to our listeners. Hey,
3: what's going on? Okay. All right. Okay, so Alex sounds like he's more from Minnesota. And Jeremy, you
1: know, I listened to his voicemail. Jeremy's been off the farm long. He says, please leave somehow. a voicemail. That's all I hear. And, and I leave a voicemail and I, I never get a return well, call. You might gotta, be reason. You
3: got to pull in, you got to pull A mark to get the job done. Is that what so, I got to do? Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, and, and you can, take turns talking about it but i just i just uh having known you guys and and uh you know we don't talk a lot now but just knowing you over the years and following your career and and uh i know alex you're older and you've you've been at it since 2009 as a pro um which is this is your 10th season you know it's It's, hard to believe but it it is um Mm -hmm. it uh i think it's really special and and to see you guys racing clean and to, to race at that level it's just it's uh you know not to make it too corny but i i really think it's something that we're not going to get to experience
1: ever again well name another duo dude i, yeah, mean, I mean seriously I mean, look at plessinger look at cooper Faulkner. i don't care who you look at nobody has a brother that's pressing or even in the field right so right?
3: alex what's that yeah. like as you as the older brother that that you're uh took you longer to, in your career to get to that level but you're there you're at the top
2: Oh, no, you're making me blush, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, it's actually pretty cool, like, talking to you, Tony, because, uh, you know, it feels like another lifetime ago, really, 2009, mm-hmm. racing uh Tyloo Honda, West Coast Series, Nate, pretty much didn't qualify for most of the <laughs> Supercross races. I remember. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, like, oh, man, so long ago, and I think I started to get some momentum in the, in the Outdoor Series that year, and like Wonder Warthog and Private gear stuff and wow. Yeah. You know, grinded for seven years and finally got a factory eye with Star and and now I've been with T L D for two years and it's fun. It's it's obviously really cool to be to be battling with Jerma for race wins now and you know last couple of years been up front in the nationals battling so um it just feels like such a long time ago though that we were we were uh you know driving the motorhome up to man, what was it? Drove the motor home to one of the West Coast Supercross
3: races. It was Remember? uh the we
2: drove
3: right. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, the one up in uh, uh, San, San, San 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 Francisco.
1: San, okay, San Francisco.
3: Yeah, we had Kiwi yeah. with us. It was it was miserable. I had to drive all the way back, and I'm like, "That's it, boys. <laughs> I'm done." I pulled over, and, and it was. But you know what? It was. It was. Um, <laughs> I honestly think if if you had had you were a victim, I think of the time. Two thousand nine was coming right out of right out of the, the recession recession, yeah. and it bad left, timing. And you were you were a, a I mean you were Alex Martin. And it was it was a you know you were a guy that should have had a a better ride better than ride. what you did, but no. there just wasn't anything available. So, um, I do remember uh, you know wishing that I had better equipment for you and that kind of thing, and, and knowing that you're you're basically taking a knife to a gunfight, and uh, but that's mm-hmm. but that was that you were there because that's what was available to you you know and then i think uh, jeremy you, you know you being a little younger the economy the the definitely the industry was on a on an uptick and and definitely a more positive area what when did what year did you turn pro jeremy
2: uh i turned i did a my first professional race i think it was unadilla in 2012 Um, And then my first full rookie season was in 2013.
1: It seems like we've been talking about the Martin brothers forever. But out of Millville, Minnesota, it's not too far. I mean, I remember Tony Tice and I, Tony, if you recall, were, rode motorcycles up there. We switched, you know, every 15, 20 minutes because my hands were asleep.
3: You'd ride on the back with him? <coughs> yeah. Every other, every you know, oh, geez. Oh, not that. Pilot. Oh.
1: But, um, Jeremy, I remember going up to your property and being so very proud of, of you and Alex and being on your property up there with your folks. Uh, but now I see, you know, the family's almost split. And Jeremy, talk about you riding a Honda and talk about Alex riding a KTM. Is that difficult for you guys or is it just a, a paint job?
2: Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, we were fortunate enough to be able to ride together on the same team back in, was it 2016, Big Al? Yep, with Star. Yeah. Yep, with Star. So, I mean, that was cool, you know. I mean, we trained together in 2015 and then to be on the same team was was cool. We were around each other all the time and and that was, that was really, it was fun. You know, it was kind of like we grew up, like right. Alex was riding for Ty Lube and I had the super mini and we'd go down and we'd just ride together and, you know, we'd do our deal. So, um, you know, now, nowadays it's obviously a little bit different. I mean, he's got, he's got TLD KTM he works with and I work with Geico Honda. So it's two different programs. We don't see each other nowhere near as much as we used to, but. You know, I can he's still a phone call away,
1: so I can't quite get rid of him. You know, Tony. Here's the deal. Right now, if you call Alex on his phone, he can save you fifteen percent on I'll be your. Be Jeremy. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jeremy. Jer- Jeremy, yeah, because Alex will forward you to Jeremy's number. But if you call Jeremy right now, you can save fifteen percent on your insurance with Geico. Mm-hmm. Did Super. you know that? Hmm. Yeah, that's a hey guys. Let's uh, shameless plug.
0: Let's talk about last weekend. How did how did that go for you two in that second moto?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that was a pretty unique and cool experience, because, uh, I mean, Jeremy and I have shared the podium, you know, quite a bit over the last couple of years, but um it, it doesn't really sink in, obviously, when we're out there going toe-to-toe, but, like, second moto, is kind of cool that, you know, it was basically, you know, winner-take-all. Whoever gets the moto win gets the overall, and, you know, we battled for a good 15 minutes, and, I um, mean, you know, I was happy to get that whole shot, lead and laps, and, and tried my best to hold germ off, but just kind of the whole scenario was pretty cool, how it played out and, and you know, how we're um, in the fight for the championship. It's it's going to be an exciting summer and, and I'm, you know, just trying to I'm back here in Florida, trying to get myself uh, as better prepared as I can so I can kick his ass this summer.
3: <laughs> Plenty warm down in Florida, too, I imagine.
2: Yeah, it's pretty humid, for sure. Uh, you know, derma has got the elevation altitude. altitude. He's, he's going up to 10,000 feet on a regular basis, but I got the you know, 95 degrees in the humidity in there. The benefits are almost mutual, but I guess we'll see what's better at the end of the summer. <laughs> you know,
1: Tony, you love the humidity, right? I do.
3: Yeah, I was just telling Neymar that on, on fair.
1: And I don't, obviously. Um, but sweat, I, I think when you get a good sweat going, there's a benefit, right?
3: Yeah, you, you get a good drip down your butt crack if that's what you're talking about i don't know (laughs) if that's a benefit or not
1: well and you thought about me destroying the show but (laughs) you just nailed it um what is it uh between jeremy and alex alex let's start with you what is it about working up a good sweat while training that uh you find beneficial
2: um well there's a lot to be said like from a scientific standpoint of uh how the body adapts to the heat and increasing heat shock proteins and uh you know your blood plasma and all that stuff. That there's a lot of advantages physically to training in the heat, but okay. there's a lot to, to be gained with the altitude, Jeremy, and the red blood cells, the hemoglobin, and all that stuff. So what so
0: if you? So what if you train in the heat and at altitude? Oh boy! Oh boy! I don't oh think boy!
2: I don't know if there's anything like that anywhere on the planet, you know. <laughs> yeah, there is. I've been there. It's called
0: Where? Afghanistan. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, I, yeah. in the Middle yeah, East.
2: I don't, I don't know if there's
3: many good uh, tracks in Afghanistan. Uh, I. I got... we did see some dirt it's bikes, and sandbox. I was
0: and I was super tempted to jump on one and ride one, but when I was over there, I became immediately
1: dehydrated, and I almost died. Oh, uh, well. Okay. Hydrate,
0: hydrate or die well there what are they big. Say.
1: you remember the big pallets of water in the middle yeah. of the desert you just ride up grab a, a liter sure. and a half i don't no. remember it well no. but i was there anyway, anyway so we're talking with uh, the martin brothers uh this portion of our program brought to you by Hecklin power sports in grimes iowa see the friendly staff there find them online at dot com.
3: alex you're you're down at baker factory in florida jeremy you're up in uh in colorado with eli tomac um can you guys both kind of talk about your your training and and what that's like on a typical week for you? I mean, I, Tomac, I assume does a lot of pedaling. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, we we do our fair share of uh, of mountain biking and 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 riding and some gym stuff, but uh, it's just really laid back. Back, you know, here in Cortez, Colorado, it's um it kind of reminds me of growing up in Millville. Everything's pretty. Um, we're out in the country and we're pretty secluded, and it's just. Uh, there's nothing to do but just kind of train and focus on what needs to be done.
1: You no, know, for me, the only thing in Millville, Minnesota are the Martins. That's it. I would never go there for any other reason other than to see yeah. the Martins. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: Alex, what's it I mean, like I, down at the I'd Baker factory?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, I'm grateful to, to build to train down here at this facility and, um, you know, train with, you know, Marvin and Zach and Jason and, and uh, Dean, Shane, all, you know, all the guys, it's, it's a cool group, and, um, you know, they do a good job keeping up with the facility, and they got good equipment, and, you know, we actually just got a new track layout, so, um, and a chance to get the race in the heat, and and have your body adapt to that is always cool, too, so, yeah, keeps it fun, for sure, we've, we've, Jeremy and I have both trained, man, everywhere, basically, from California, Minnesota, we spent some time in Nebraska, Iowa, and, you know, South Carolina, Club of Max, and, and even down at Carmichael, so, so we' definitely kind of hit every spot of the country. It seems like
3: <laughs> I gotta ask you guys both we we were talking about this earlier with uh, a little bit old news now with Brock tickle but um with such a a strict training regimen and and knowing exactly what you're putting in your body and and knowing what's legal and what isn't legal, how did this happen how did how does that happen um W- with wada and, and do you think wada has a place and do, do you think they should have a place here in our sport yeah,
2: yeah for sure i, I guess I'll, they should have a place in the sport.
1: Uh, that's, no. let's go to jeremy jeremy
2: yeah yeah i mean i think for sure water should have a place in the sport i mean um this is this is a very you know i know it's not really considered an endurance sport because you're on a dirt bike and people are like well you just get on it and push the throttle and go but <laughs> it's kind of the opposite and um i think it's good and it's it's crazy it's a it's a really big bummer that brock you know got busted or whatever but um you know i mean ellen's regarded as one of the best trainers of all time and you know he's known for being really strict and telling the riders what to what to take and what what not to and stuff like that so i'm pretty surprised that um you know pretty crazy that something like that ended up happening
1: well remember that the products that we put in our body are not always accurately described and because WADA, the world anti-doping agency if you will um says that you know somebody's violated a rule uh, like like Stewart, for example okay it, just speak it, it may be an instance where you have a product that has something in it that is violating uh, the rule or the code so when they test it it's it's kind of questionable but at least we have a, a a bar okay set the bar tony set the bar the bar's here okay and you've got to make sure you're under the bar that's the deal
3: alex is training there i'd like to hear his
1: his well let's go to alex alex what are your thoughts
2: yeah, yeah no i mean honestly it's kind of concerning with the way brock got uh topped because that methyl hexa that he got in the system. Uh, I mean, you can go into any gene Z vitamin shop across right. the country, buy some pre workout, which you know people in LA fitnesses and gyms across the country are probably taking before they go do their workout, and that could very well get you, uh, you know, a failed drug test. Exactly. It, it sucks because, like Jeremy said, um, we need wada and you saw it in our sport to keep things clean because we don't need things like steroids, human growth hormone, and those type of supplements. Obviously. Um, you know that have real performance be- benefits but uh, it's like it should be for something like Brock like it should be maybe like a five six race suspension like I do know four years is a little steep and it's I think that their photo is a little bit more geared towards like track and field athletes and cyclists
1: or wrestlers um, yeah so
3: I just think it's yeah, but, you know we're not going to see Brock on the track again is what I think that, and, that's a and bummer right? it just stinks I mean he was a factory racer and and uh
1: it was i guarantee it was not intentional i guarantee you i I believe it's not intentional and like it's
2: so it's scary how easy it is like i mean shoot i mean hopefully i mean because it could have very well been a contamination thing and it's
0: like well right and, but they destroy all the samples. That's the kicker for me. But that, that, that scratches my head s- all the time. So here's, and I understand why how we got water. It's because the FIM. No, and it's because the, the U.S. Meddling.
1: doping agency sucked. That's why what? we got water.
0: Because no. the U.S. doping agency actually is. Isn't that what uh, outdoors uses? Yeah. Right. And they've, I've heard better things about that. <laughs> No, they
1: suck, dude. I got. They suck. Anyway, um, WADA is a hundred percent better, and WADA isn't, isn't that good. But we have to have a bar.
0: We have to have a, Well we, right? You have WADA to have a bar that's attainable, and you got to have proper communication with the athletes, with the teams. WADA does not do that, and hasn't I mean, done a it.
2: Prime, a prime example is Chris Broom is nine months into a a case with I think uh, asthma. Uh, inhaler that he got popped for nine months ago and they still haven't resolved
0: well, with water. And, nine months and Cade Clayson's the same way, right? Didn't he get not, and I don't think it's asthma, but he got popped and he still has had a decision.
2: It was Adderall that got
0: him, yeah. Yeah. Well Yeah. Well. So, so I mean I, I I from a from an athlete perspective from you know Are you I, doing an athlete? Well yeah I used to be. <laughs> I up- just size. pretend to ride dirt bikes now. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I just can't imagine that any sanctioning body for sports would want a, you know, a, a doping agency or whatever to not have a communication line open. So anyway, the two most visible,
1: uh, two most visible sports that deal with WADA are fighting and motorcycle racing. Okay, and they both called Wada into question there's got to be a problem there when when my when my buddy fought in in japan and they said he was dirty and they immediately destroyed the evidence how is that right
3: yeah it's too bad but uh hey we got high point coming up martins and uh i can't wait to see what you guys do
0: another one two battle maybe be awesome that would be sweet Well, yeah. who would be number one, though? Alex? I, I'm going to go for Big Al. <laughs> Big <laughs> okay. Al all the way. And you I'm, wonder
3: why Jeremy doesn't answer your calls, boys. Jeremy, <laughs> hey. uh,
0: I got Jeremy. I got Jeremy I, in uh, the number one spot. I think they're both great. I I applaud both of you guys what you're accomplishing. It, it's amazing, and uh, it's great that you can have your brother there beside you to uh, to accomplish that. So, Jeremy,
1: will you take my calls from now on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: I could take badges guys' calls. Yeah, I didn't even have the number saved. Dude, I, I called you like five freaking times. You Seriously. probably thought
0: you were some stalker. <laughs> I was a stalker. That's my
1: job. It's, it's I'm deal. a kind professional of, stalker. good service up there. Yeah. That must be and that. It. I, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> I left messages. Anyway, Jeremy and Alex Martin have been our guests. They are our two favorite brothers, and i got to tell you, Dude, the uh, dudes, the future looks awfully bright because you are part of our racing scene and uh, finishing well on the weekend, but we're looking forward to what the future looks like for you guys. Good job out of both of you. Jeremy, thank you. Alex, thank you so much. Thank
2: you. Yeah, yeah thanks for having
1: us on. Alright, guys. A hey, best to your mom and dad, okay? There we go. They head to the uh, pits. Tony, who's up next?
3: Yeah, we're going to talk to Daniel Blair, who's with Fox Sports. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, this-